The current spoiler warning level is Azure. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Azure. We're talking about stuff from Advance of Zeta, so it's all cool. Please enjoy the episode. friends and folks, and welcome back to another episode of Mechanista NG. It's Wednesday. It's I'm Wednesday. Sir, I'm Dylan. It works because it's Wednesday when we record, but also it's Wednesday when this comes out, and so it's like either way, it seems correct. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I, I yeah. But, but isn't it still deception? Because we know in our hearts we mean, well, I don't know what it means in your heart, Six, actually. I, I, I can't read I'm I can't When read I say it, I mean when we record. There is a... <clears throat> there's another... My longest-running podcast is Bottle Crow, right? That was the first one we started doing seven years ago, maybe? Eight? I don't know. Um, and we started by doing the, like, idle thumbs, like, it's, you know, July, blah, blah, blah. Only idle thumbs would do the day it's coming out, and we would do the day we were recording. So I started by saying the day it was recorded. That's how I got into podcasting. So I'm always thinking about the date. Like, I don't... Listen. I'm not going to be out here and be like, yeah, it's 11-11am it's Pacific Standard Time. Like, I'm not, you know. I did that this time for the bit. But, like, I don't care if you know. Whatever. I mean, look. It's your show. You can do whatever Took us ten want. minutes to start because Dylan was late because they were messaging people about AOZ. Yeah. Cartoon person. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Look... Uh, and, and I'm still looking in there. I have to, uh, you know what? I'm going to type it in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to record Mechanista, but I will have more AOZ info later. So if you happen to listen to the show and you're in that chat, you just, that's live. You just yeah. got to see that. Um, okay. All right. All right. All right. Anyway, so. Uh, yeah, we are continuing our episode on the compliant. Specifically, uh, we had left off with the TR6 version. Or, not TR6, uh, what is it? TR2? TR86. Yeah. TR5, TR5. Okay, yeah, there we go. Okay, I, I was like, I was like, I, I know it's one of the Titans ones, and I can't remember which of the TR experimental ones, like, which one it is. Um, I've, by the way, I've thought about it since about what it is about the plant that just I don't quite connect with. Like as I say, I don't, I certainly don't hate it or anything. I just I'm a little. The connector to the like arm binders just seems too weak to me. Really, just the little strut. It's just a little strut, which is like it's fine when you do that for like a shield, but those are huge things that are also going to be a source of thrust and the amount of you know like to be fair. Yeah, they do have the handles. Don't forget. They have pop they out. They have pop out handles that it can grab onto. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me pull up like a picture of the kit. I, I think they have. I'm pretty sure it has them in the show though too. It has little. It has little grips that it can grab while firing. How long? What the hell? Oh, there we go. He does. I don't know why he doesn't pose him holding the handle. I mean, I guess actually I do know why. It's because the old high grade 
the handles are designed in a very uh specific way like on this old high grade and you can see that they kind of don't fit into the hands good oh they're that sort of hand i yeah i i wish they were like wrap over but like okay all right i accept this that actually does help yeah it does it, do, it is able to grab those okay. anyway okay. uh yeah so but it should have like shield style handles that's fair the, like, if it had like ba- you oh like the bigger wraparound round handle thing yeah yeah I feel like that would work better for me. But, okay, this makes sense. Um, But yeah, so then, leaving off from last time, we are now going into the very thing that distracted me in a way, uh, Advance of Zeta time, uh, because there is a Gaplant variant in AOZ uh, that itself has a bunch of variants and such. So um, I'm going to talk this episode like you listened to the last one, so I'm going to be a little faster on the descriptions, just because... No need to, like, start it all over again. Um, because this is a part two. Uh, so, uh, for the changes on the ORX005 Gaplant TR5, um, the first major change is the head. Uh, this has a pseudo, like, like, almost like it's trying to be a Gundam head going on. Mm -hmm. Um, like, so it adds a V-fin, uh, and instead of having, like, the little, like, helmet crest on the top like the little like you know red piece that has the hole in it for the like the little visor um it just has the whole like mohawk camera that you tend to get on a lot of the aoz units like just where the whole mohawk is like you know a green camera on the inside um it does have a mono eye that is like inset in the face though the mono eye is greatly dulled like it tends to not really glow in the art at all um even though there is a mono eye in there um the fun illustration actually uh let me link this to you real quick it's it's on the wiki as well for those at home uh i don't know why i always word it that way uh you can see though like at the top you can see the way that the mono eye is underneath the face it's just gets sort of it's sort of hiding back there um a little fun thing though is so the the forehead guard that it added right and all that so you have Mm -hmm. additional cameras on that you have an additional camera on the actual like middle of the forehead uh, a fun thing that they mentioned here though is also um it can evoke uh, apparently this is a way that they worded it. It, it it can evoke like the yagdoga split uh the the split mono eye because of um if you look there's like two little uh gaps kind of in the um helmet there they're hard to see in the art unfortunately uh, because the art that we have, the, the primary art, is at a weird angle. But the idea is that, oh, maybe you could see, like, a little bit of the uh, mono eye shining through either side, depending on where it's looking, which I think is kind of mm-hmm. fun. Um, but yeah, I do like this head a lot, though. And it also has, uh, like, on the cheeks, like, you know, there's more... There, there's basically just more crap going on all across the head. Um, you've got, like, these... It's not even really the cheeks. It's more like the sides of the back of the head have, like, these little extra parts on them um but yeah um then for the torso uh the torso is actually just the same exact design um overall uh because it's aoz you get more details like those little yellow triangles at the tip of the torso are drawn as having like vents or being like vents in them uh just like little extra detail there uh like the ones at the very tip of the uh point on the chest of course, it still gotcha. has the uh, chest vents as well from the Gaplant. Um, the rest of the torso is the same, though. 
Uh, the arms are the same, though, incidentally, uh, these arms do not actually have the, um, the binders attached for the base form of this. Uh, they instead, uh, are just plant arms without the big piece in them. Um, the waist unit is the same, and the legs are mostly the same. They're stylized a bit different, uh, like the toes are a little longer, though I think, I'm, I'm curious if this is actually, like, I, I am curious if on the kits if they even bothered to change it, or if this is just, like, art style difference, you know? You're check. saying that the base form doesn't have the binders attached. I'm not seeing any art of it without the binders attached. Uh, are you looking at the Kaplant TR5 entry on the wiki here? I'm looking at the Kaplant TR5 Hryru. That explains everything. Okay. Yes, okay. <laughs> I was a little confused. I was gonna say, because, yeah, there's... The Hryru is this with more stuff on it. We'll get to that, but... Okay. Uh, the Yeah, so let me... Uh, I'm pulling up the foot comparison real quick. Uh, yeah, no, okay, the feet are actually supposed to be the same as the regular plant feet. It is just, uh, art style difference. Okay. Uh, just because they look longer to me in the art compared to the original plant here. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, so the waist is the same and all that. Uh, the backpack is the same. Don't really have anything new going on with that. Uh, what you do have going on is, uh, so... There's a couple of different forms that this can take, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So the way it is in the primary art here, it is using a... It has an interesting setup here. Uh, it has the blade rifle from the Hazel, right? Like, it's the Hazel beam rifle with the uh, long barrel attachment that has the heat blade on the bottom and the stock uh -huh. on the back. Uh, and then the other thing it has, which is a little weird, it has... A piece that is connecting two of the uh, hazel shields together. Um, the middle piece is interesting because there's not really good art of, like, the middle piece for this, right? Like, the thing that is actually mm -hmm. connecting the two shields, unfortunately. Yeah, it's more than a strut, but not yeah. a lot more. Yeah, it's, a, it's unfortunately... And you can't look at the back for the angle either, because if you look at the rear art, it actually has a different setup for the uh, shield boosters and instead has them, well, attached to the arms. Uh, I believe they are attached to where the binders would be coming out of, though I don't know for sure. Um, it looks more like they're attached to the shoulders. Yeah, I can kind of see that too, actually, now that I look at it, because yeah, the arms are at an angle. And if you look at the arms from the back, you don't see anything, like, you don't see anything coming out of out them. Of you the see arm. a spot where that bar could connect, but it would be weird for them to just not draw that. Yeah, interesting. I do kind of like how it looks. Basically, it just, here, it's just replacing the binders of the plant with the shield booster. Um, mm -hmm. Which is, I mean, they're one of the things that the shield boosters, ironically, are based on is, like, this and, like... They're based on the Gaplant shields and, like, the um, shield on the uh, Gundam Mark V. Uh, I'm pretty And sure. the shield boosters don't have weapons on them, right? No. Not, so, the, not these ones, at least. So it would make sense to attach them to the shoulders to an extent, because you don't need that range of movement, because you're not aiming them. Yeah, that's true. You uh, just need them to be able to turn, like... Rotate. It might limit... Yeah, it might limit your mobility a little bit, but I think it would be worth it for the savings, and also added stability. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the way it looks in the MA mode with these two, by the way, because uh, it does have the MA mode where it has, you know, it is using the shields in place of the binders, uh, and they are, instead of being directly out at the sides, they're at kind of an angle on the top, which looks neat. Uh, mm -hmm. The V-fin also folds back. Uh, then um, the rifle just attaches to the bottom, like under the waist. 
Uh, but yeah, so this version of the design doesn't change much other than the colors. It's in, like, tricolor. There is, funnily, though, a version of this that is in the Titans blue with the uh, binders from the Gaplant on it, though, like the regular binders, which is also pretty cool looking because it's the... It looks really good. It's specifically the blue where it's got the pin, the yellow pinstripe and the two shades. I really like how it's going down the middle of the binders like that. It looks cool. Uh, I really like this color scheme. Um, mm. But yeah, so this was designed originally to serve as the core unit of the Fiverr. Um, it is... Uh, even the wiki mentions here in the bio, which I'm assuming is translated from something, that it's basically the standard Gaplant, just with uh, the shield boosters. Um, it, it, apparently, the, is the, is, so the shield boosters are actually... Uh, th this does not actually make the Gaplant go better. It actually has slightly worse performance because of this. But apparently because... And I never thought about this... Uh, they mentioned that uh, the Gaplant is reserved for enhanced humans, originally. And I don't know if that's true, because Yazan pilots it. And Yazan's an old type. <laughs> Yazan's an old type who breaks some rules, though, right? Yeah. Apparently, though, the, the normal one just uh, exerts way more G-forces on the pilot, so one of the reasons it moved to using the shield boosters is they are... They are not as, you know... They they don't boost as hard as the standard Gaplant ones, and so the speed is reduced, but also normal pilots can pilot this without hurting themselves. No uh Zex Marquis in the in the Talgies for this machine. Yeah. The 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 Gundam lie of no, if you put yourself through too many G forces over and over, you'll just get stronger. Nah, buddy, your bones will turn into jelly. It's okay, it's okay. <laughs> he he got the one heart attack and then he grew ten layers over his heart and it's fine. Uh but yeah, uh, and I, I do like that they mentioned one of the reasons they were able to move these is because, to be fair, on the original transformation, you can easily swap out the binders, right? Like, mm -hmm. they're not they're not integral to the actual transformation. Um, and it's still, you know, a excellent transformable mobile armor, like, as a machine, because the Gaplant was a good machine. They just didn't make very many of them. Um, but yeah, uh. So it still mentions that it has the movable thruster unit on the back, the shield boosters on the arms. Uh, very similar uh, in layout to the Hazel. Um, but yeah, also Wes Murphy actually uh, uses the Gaplant, who he's the Hazel test pilot uh, from the thing, so he is acclimated to it. Um, uh, it has new sensor unit and V antenna on the head, modifications in the main engine, in the backpack, uh, it has a thermal nuclear or nuclear thermal jet slash rocket engine, uh, like the other TR machines. Um, and of course, it has to have the hand mounted weapons because it swapped out the um, the binders. Mm -hmm. uh, it does mention it can be equipped with a windshield based on the nose of the Hrudu. Oh, okay. So, okay. So the part that has the uh, two shields on it is apparently based on the other thing that lets you do a wheeled shield. So, if you look at the Hurdudu here, right? Like, the top of it? Uh -huh. If I pull up... Oh, yeah, that is that same part. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, that's, like, if you look at the art here of, like, the Hazel Second Form, where it's also dual-wielding the shields, it has the... The main thing is it looks like the nose is cut off on it. But it's using, like, that same idea of, oh, here's how we make it so you can attach two shields to it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, 
then um oh i guess the windshield though it can actually uh it says the nose unit of this windshield can be remote controlled via wire guidance uh and it can support the two shield boosters uh it can also be attached to the hurdudu unit which is funny because this doesn't actually have the hurdudu unit on it because when it does that becomes the one you were talking about the hryru um, gotcha. Which let's talk about the Hyru, I think, because that's a variant rather than a developed into. So this is just a dumb one-off. Yeah. I was thinking about how you have like the the various like military hardware quirks of of artists. Uh huh. You know, like yeah, I don't know. You have like like Izabuchi trying to do like all this like you know World War Two German stuff, right? And Anyway, point is, if I was a Gundam artist, I think I would be putting Picatinny rails on everything, which are the thing that you hate. So. Yeah, no, that would be funny, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so then you have the Hirairu, which is the upgraded form of this. Uh, it is... Um, it's pretty cool. It's, it's pretty cool, yeah. It changes a lot of elements of the design. So when you look at the base design here, it actually looks pretty similar on the outset, Um the main differences on this version are the front skirts now have some extra latches put onto them. Uh, and then it has the binders. And uh, let me see. Does the original have the painted fingers? Okay, yeah, they both have the painted fingers. They just kind of Yeah, remember. they do. Uh, it also adds some uh, additional uh, parts to the head, basically. Like, it has a different chin design. Whereas, like, the original one you can see has, like, the open chin uh, this one has a closed chain. It's a little hard to see in the art. However, uh, you can see it here if I link you this. Um, the reason it has the closed chain is because it just has two eyes now, by the way. You can see in the upper right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They just they gave it Gundam eyes. Uh, sadly, the ironically, the model kit of this does not give it that head. It, the, the model kit goes with the upper left head, like just the original Hryru Unit 1. Hmm. Uh, or the original, you know, uh, plant, uh, the, like, the first one they made. It's just interesting, because the art here has that head. I guess technically it can have either. Uh, to, just, because if you look at the version with the support unit, the Hurdudu, it has the other head. Oh, I love AOZ designs and how they're just, like, it, you know what, here's the thing. It does make sense that these machines would actually, like, it, it wouldn't be standard because these aren't mass-produced machines, so I get why mm -hmm. he draws them this way. But it is funny on our show where we're normally very prescriptivist about designs that we can't be prescriptivist about AOZ stuff because he, 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 it just gets drawn like differently every time. Well, and also, I mean, the thing is, even in real military stuff isn't, you know, like this. Like, we get examples where it's like, I mean, here's an example would be the Leo, right? Uh -huh. Where you get like, oh, here's the, you know, the normal Leo, and then here's the space Leo, and then here's the, like, special forces Leo, and it's a different color, right? Yeah. But, like, really? Like, in real military, you have a gun, and then you have a, like, dozen, dozen versions of it that aren't variants, they're just slight modifications based on a different group's requirements. They're like, oh, for this one, we want a slightly longer barrel. Oh, for this one, we want, you know, like we want to be able to use this type of site, right? Like, this, actually, AOZ has the right of it. Yeah, yeah, it's just interesting, because, like I said, it's normally mobile suits in Gundam tend to be kind of prescriptivist as to how they are drawn and how they are, like, you know, it, they're going for a very specific thing um, mm -hmm. in a way that, like, 
these designs just kind of, you know, they, he, whatever looks cooler in the situation. Um, so those are the primary changes on the base design. However, this can also equip the Herdudu 2 parts. Uh, and when it equips the Herdudu 2 parts, where these go on is they connect via, like, oh, they connect over the shoulders via an additional part that's, like, in the torso. Uh, and it's, like, the two, you know, pointy shoulder binder things that are on, like, a lot of hazels and, uh, especially wound warts, you know? It's these, mm-hmm. uh, pointy shoulder binders that have subarms on the back of them. Uh, or can have subarms on the back of them. Uh, they also have, like, you know, they, I think it's generally explained that one's a generator and one, uh, has, like, the little mouth that you can put the beam into. Uh, so, uh, this actually adds some weird parts, though, that are not normally on the Herdudu unit. Uh, if you look at the waist of the version with the Herdudu unit equipped, it adds even more parts to the front skirts rather than just the latch. Uh, now it has full-on subarms on these, and you can see the little claws of the subarms sticking out. Um, mm, yeah. And the base of the of these uh, subarm parts also it adds additional sensors. You can see them also on like the base of the uh, waist there. You see the little green camera on the one. Um, mm-hmm. Then if you look at the rear of this, uh, it also adds uh, a subarm to the tail of the uh, Gaplant here. Uh, just an additional arm. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so that with the Herdudu support parts, that's the one that the model kit is based on. And, you know, it has all these parts. And it's, I mean, it looks cool, right? It's just, it's a it very does. imposing mobile suit. Um, because, just with all these additional parts on it. Um, so, yeah. You could you uh, could certainly see it in the um, in the original TR5 Gaplant. But I feel like it's better. It's, it's better illustrated in the Hyru. I really love the AOZ cable work. The yeah. way he draws cables just always looks so good to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he have the all the visible ones on the arms uh, that are there, and it just it looks good. Looks good. They uh, look like sca- like scaled up like internal wires. They're not like Zaku cables with like the the um, piping. Yeah, it's just like a solid fat yellow tube that mm-hmm. just looks really good. Yeah, he tends to do that on a lot of redesigns. Um... Which is really cool. I liked it in, like, Rio's, because even the Hyzax and stuff, when he starts revisiting those, he's like, oh, I'll put those on the Hyzax as well. Yeah, looks terrific. I've got, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and the Hobby Hyzax upcoming, uh, he does it on, too. The, the weirdest of all f- possible worlds. Oh, we're going to do the Wait, Advance of Zeta a... reboot version of the Hobby Hyzax. Oh, did you not know that? No, I did not know there was an AOZ Hobby Hyzax. Yeah, well, in Advance of Zeta reboot... um. He drew he drew it for Advance of Zeta Reboot, like, in one of the comparison things, uh, just because, I guess, he felt like doing that. And for whatever reason, Gundam Base is doing a model not of the one from CCA, but of the one from Advance of Zeta Reboot. Um, I wonder if they're doing it as, like, pre-tooling to use these parts with, like, because, you know, there are Hazel forms that use the Hyzak parts and whatnot. Uh, so I'm wondering if they're pre-tooling for that. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, no. Looks great, though. I love this guy. I mean, I already like the Hobby Hyzak, and it's just funny having the re-advance of Zeta proportions here on it. Yeah. Huh. Chunky. Um, very weird choice. Um, funnily enough, it turns out, even with all these additional parts to it, it doesn't change the transformation. It can still transform just fine. 
uh, the tr- the parts all go on to parts that wouldn't inhibit the transformation. So if you look at the MA mode on the page, it still has the Hurdu units on the arms. It's got the, uh, you can see parts of the, uh, the, the waist there. They're just swept back because you can see mm-hmm. the camera. Um, yeah, no, it doesn't, it doesn't inhibit the transformation. So, uh, the Hurairu is meant as, so it's a weird one because it's supposed to be similar to the Dendrobium in that it's an, area dominance uh mobile suit slash mobile armor um basically meant to and it's meant to be used in atmosphere ground or space like it can be used in any environment um and it, it is meant for being a very specific uh like we send this in to just control like an area oh i did forget do you know why the waste has uh the cameras uh, for MA mode, I would have assumed. Well, also, look at the, um, do you see on the outside of the waist by the, uh, E-pack on the side skirt, do you see that little, uh, like, barrel with the red around it? It has spread, it has the spread beam guns on the waist as well. <laughs> oh, huh. Uh-huh. Uh, probably for, again, it, the spread beam guns, the way they get shown on, and we'll see this more when we get to the fiver, because the fiver is basically a bigger version of this, um... These are for, like, shooting down missiles and stuff when doing atmospheric combat. Uh. Hmm. Yeah, they're meant as, like, defensive things. Um. But yeah, so it has the beam cannons on the, uh, you know, the binders. But it also still has the long blade beam rifle. Uh, and also it has, because it has the, uh, parts from the Hurdudu, um, you know, it's able to do, like, the... It has the generator in the shoulder, so it can actually, like, plug the long barrel in there to increase the output and stuff. Uh, it can do all kinds of stuff. Um, oh, wait, you could probably do the, like, the, um, winch arm thing, huh? With the claw hand? Yeah, I believe so. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it's, yeah, it's, it's meant to be ridiculous, though, this thing. Uh. Success! <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, just like all of AOZ. Um. The two it has the two hidden arms under there too, um like mentioned. Uh the long blade rifle also oh, they don't you don't see this in the art. Uh this is also something that the kit actually came with, which is kinda cool. Let me pull it up for you. Uh it has a part so you can attach shield boosters to the rifle. <laughs> uh okay, not it, it, I think it's more meant for I think it's more meant for when it's transformed, because you know how the the rifles sure. on the underside um but uh here uh here it is when it's not transformed with it um god dalong is trying so hard to figure out how to pose it with this without also having the binders on oh on the side like that weird well you can rotate them um they are okay. on their little uh they're on their little uh rotatable hard point things that all the aoz kids have um you see if he puts them on there when it's transformed. He doesn't, but I, I feel like you theoretically, it would be very easy to do that while it's transformed, too. And he would just be mm-hmm. adding more thrust, basically. I love how it's like, ah, oh, we had to scale it down for normal humans. Okay, now we make the version that is uh, even more ridiculous than the original Kaplant. I mean, you know, you gotta rebuild your foundation and then build up. Uh, don't worry, there's more ridiculous stuff in the side units, uh, in the side things, because we got a lot of margin illustrations of this guy. Uh, with different things going on. For instance, because it has the Hurdu do two parts on the arms, what if... Oh, I don't know why it just copied it. What if you posted a long number? (laughs) Hold on. Here we go. 
what if we put the Psycho Gundam arms on it? Sure. Uh, the other thing I like is the, um, the side skirts look like they've been replaced by the binders now. They're just the side yes. skirts, which is kind of yes. fun. They're like Vesper style underneath now. Uh, the other thing, though, is there's a unique pair of arms for this, if you look down there. Mm-hmm. And it's like this weird giant, like, frame that has, uh like, big arms that have, like, weird articulated fingers at the end that are just beam cannons. It's really cool looking. Um, it's kind of based, it says it here that it's kind of based on the Icarus unit. Um, let me double check that, though. Uh, is it based on it and actually looks like it, or is it based on it and doesn't look like it at all? Let's see. Yeah, no, it's, it's based on it, does not look like it, though. Um, the, the, the unit here, though, is ridiculous, because you have, like, a mono eye track on the back. Like, it replaces the uh, backpack partially, too. You can see, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have that big, you know, backpack piece of the, the plant now. Um, this is just, like, a weird thing. Oh, you know what actually does have this, I think? Uh, I think the Psycho Inlay has this. Uh, no, no, it doesn't. Never mind. Psycho Inlay has different fucked up arms. Yeah, these are just weird, unique arms. Uh, I do like that it mentions uh, Psycho Gaplant question mark down there. <laughs> like, because, again, these are all... These are margin illustrations. These are, like, you know, Kenki Fujioka having fun in the margins that are, like, little sketches rather than, mm-hmm. like, things that are in the story. Um, But, but I like it. I like it. I like these weird... Uh, I like the weird hands on these arms, though, because, like... You can see, like, they can do weird curling finger stuff, but also, like, by default, they're just kind of like a flat array of barrels. Yeah, I really like um, looking at the uh, second piece of art of this, the second bunch of sketches, where yeah. he sort of fleshes it out a little more. I like both. The MA mode looks fantastic. Yeah, because it um the way that the head is designed... Oh, it also, I didn't notice this, it adds, like, a piece to the torso, like an armor on the top. And that armor falls over the head when it's in MA mode. So it just looks like a jet almost now when it's in mm-hmm. MA mode. Um, and then it, when it's in MS mode, just the way the back of the, like the back of the shoulder just has, each has three sets of huge verniers looks really cool. Yeah, this is a cool unit. Uh, I wish they would do a kit of this thing. They won't because it's a margin illustration. It's not even important enough to get, you know, all that. But man, mm-hmm. it looks cool though. Um, there's also another illustration of it with the Psycho Gundam arms, uh, here. Um, this one just removes the binders entirely, it's just the Psycho Gundam arms. And it does have, like, the shield winches from the, uh, Hazel. Uh, the giant arm unit there. Uh, there's also mm-hmm. an interesting one where there's a variation of this that's used as the core for the Hryru, which is, or for the Fiver, which is funny because the, um... The Fiverr, the version that's in it does not actually have this in the illustration. But like, Weird head. Yeah, it's got, like, I, I think that's a beam cannon head. Because that reminds me of, like, the, um, like, the advanced Kehar and all that. Where they have, like, the weird, uh, little face guns that they add, like, uh, here. It's not as big as the advanced Kehar, but the advanced Kehar also has the weird face gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a very strange looking one. Uh, there. Yeah, lots of weird little side illustrations for this guy. Uh, this is why I figured we would need another episode. Uh, it does also, the wiki does label the gigantic arm unit as a separate entry, which is funny, uh, because it just has all the gigantic arm unit stuff on the main page, question mark. Uh, I'll, I'll 
post the version. They don't even have the image of it too, because they're talking about the Advanced Zeta reboot version, uh, which is a thing. Uh, I'll pull that up. It's just more modern art of it. It's not like it's actually like different. Um, here. I, I don't know why the wiki... Or I guess it does have one different thing. Uh, instead of having the shield winches be the, um... Like, the, the, the beam cannon units, they're just, uh, hazel shields. Which also looks pretty cool, actually. They all use the same connection, you know, that hardpoint piece, so you can have the subarms grabbed onto those instead. This is one of those moments where I'm glad that we aren't, like... We aren't our good friends over at MAHQ, and we aren't the Gundam wiki... Because my list of units covered here is going to be a bit of a mess. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and, like, some of these names are going to be like, that's not the name of that thing. I'm going to be like, I don't fucking know. Entirely unclear to me. Yeah. Anyway, gigantic arm unit. Uh, gigantic arms. Uh, there is one... Or, oh, wait, there's two variants of this. Right, because there's... Well, uh, there's a recolor of this thing in uh, in a Gundam building. That's all you need to know. That's all. It's It's not worth covering, really. It's just... It's the yeah. it's the hazel, but it's in black, red, and white, uh, and it added a, it. It has like weird little anime girl decals on the. Uh... Oh, that's not even for it. That's for something else. They're just included in the upper left of the image. There. It looks the colors almost look like Psycho, Moonwart uh, esque. Yeah, yeah, but not quite. So, anyway. Anyway, that's just the recolor. Uh, there yep. is, however, the advanced Triru, which. Uh, I love that they also are using the weird illustration here for the Advanced Hryru, where it's all pink. The pink is to show what is the old Hryru parts and what are the new parts. <laughs> uh, which is very funny to me, because there is, I believe there is art of just the Advanced Hryru without it being all pink like this. <laughs> yeah, they're, well, it was in Advance of Zeta Reboot, so they're scared of using that art for some reason uh, on the wiki. But here, I'll link you it for your convenience so you can see this thing in proper full colors instead of uh <laughs> this weird i wonder if people ever go to this page and just assume it's pink i'm sure that happens yeah i'm sure anyway you can see that that's what it's supposed to look like there's also some art of it from i think original aoz uh down below of it just at a angle that's a little harder to yeah oh uh, the, well, the, the angle adds more we'll talk about it um Oh, okay. Of course. Uh, so the additional parts on this, uh, easy for you at home to follow along with also, actually, because uh, you just look at the pink image and anything that's colored in is new. Um, hey, here's, there's that head. They moved it to the back. Yep. Yep. They uh, put the beam cannon on the uh, backbinder there. Uh, they also added one of those weapon containers that the inlay and so many other things use. Um, then there are two large struts that are able to be moved back and forth that are now attached to the binder um because this thing has added additional thrusters to the binders so much like you think they're like ah that connection's too dinky so we're gonna add two they're not just like little struts they're kind of big they're like no, flat they, and thick <laughs> the kerbal space programmed it yeah uh and then as you can see on the back parts and the uh base of the gaplant binders they've had to add a whole armature to the base of the gaplant binder like a bigger inner piece to support all this and then also there's just additional thruster on the back like it's just a bigger outward thruster it looks cool though um this is very silly then uh the sides uh, or the front skirts uh we add some grenades i believe these are the cracker grenades for some reason Sure. Uh, to the uh, little parts there. That's what those little three uh, circles are. Uh, and sure, then the front okay. of the chest has a uh, the winch, 
cannon uh, slapped onto the very front of it. Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, this is the, the advanced triru. Uh, the, the as it says, the shield vest uh, binders were enhanced with more thrusters, a mega particle cannon mounted on the backpack engine block, and a grenade launcher was mounted over the le- the left front waist armor. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess those are grenade launchers. Okay. Thick ass okay, grenades. Yeah. Um. I I like. I I kind of I don't I don't know. I always find it funny when you have these like clearly like deep striker type. I mean, this is, you know, much less, but, like, basically, the intent is for you to fly really fast with this gun on your chest, and the, behind it, the mobile suit is just sort of standing there. Uh-huh. Well, not that only funny. that, it's a winch unit, so you can launch it off via a wire. You have a weird front-located funnel, basically. Please don't do that while going very fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do... So, I feel like they might make this at one point, because they kind of have to if they ever plan on doing some of the wound warp forms, because if you look at the back of the binders there, uh, those are the pieces that are also sometimes put onto the wound warp's legs for, like, the queenly and stuff. Mm. They're like the, uh, sk- like the large skirt pieces. Uh, I'm sure the sizes don't work out that they would have to be the same, actually, now that I look. Well, no, they- they'd have to be pretty big, because the plant's a big boy. So they must be pretty big, actually, looking at them on the back of the They seem pretty big. Yeah. Um, Yeah, uh, so it it also mentions an I-Field generator. This is also mentioned on the regular Hyrule. I don't know where the I-Field generator is mounted on these. Um, I would presume maybe in the shoulder unit, because, you know, they they always put random crap in there. And I guess instead of the shoulder unit here, it would be in the uh, little back part, like that big, you know, piece on the back. Mm-hmm. Um. So the version that you mentioned, though, that's like at an angle, that's the full armor version. Yeah, I figured this out after a second. Yeah, because like, if you look, it adds the hurdoo parts to the shoulders as well. So just to add one more little thing, it's funny because that's all it adds is just the hurdoo parts, but it's like ah, the full armor. Um. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um. I'm looking at like the sketches for this real quick because uh, there's always fun little extra things. I do love that it needs these sliding arms uh, as extra attachments for the the Gaplant binders though, so that they won't like fall, you know, and like rip the they won't tear the arms off or tear the mobile suit in half or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that little sketch of it there too, where it's like, see, two at different angles, <laughs> two of them. <laughs> redirect the force um we have some better look at the grenade launchers here and of course because it's aoz these grenade launchers are shown to also be able to be attached to either the wound warp or the um the hazel there uh-huh. um i'm curious so okay it says cracker holder here these are not these are not grenade launchers these are in fact cracker grenades okay uh, and actually, fun little thing, if you look at the little lower right, uh, apparently, I guess they finally found a use for the subarm on the Gaplant here, because look, uh, the rear subarm can grab it and throw it, hook it. It's just holding a little grenade. It's just gonna huck it like a puck at them. Um, I'm glad they found a use for all those fucking surplus cracker grenades. Yeah, right. Um, here's the thing, cracker grenades feel like they should be strong, because <laughs> it's just a grenade that is full of grenades, basically. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, ridiculous machine here. Um, we also get some more looks at the winch unit on the chest, though this is art that is meant for the, uh, the wound work form that has this, but, you know, it's the same part, so. 
Mm-hmm. You can get more of it. It is the the chest winch unit is like uh, the biggest of the composite shield things, I think. Um, so I think it's a bit bigger than the one that is normally on like the Heisenthal uh, two on the shoulders and stuff. This is like the biggest version of it. <laughs> Put oh, on so the chest. Okay. It's fine. Uh yeah. No, ridiculous. So yeah, that's the uh, this is the uh, the final form of the Hryru, but not us being done yet because. We have to go back now and talk about what the, this Kaplant was originally made for anyway, which is the fiber. Uh, uh, quick. Okay, I oh, have yeah, to fact check us here. Um, did we cover the Hryru 2 or did we say we would wait for this? Uh, we covered the Hryru 2. I think we covered all the Windwarp forms on that episode. Or the, okay. Yeah, I think we covered the Kaplant 2 and the Hryru 2 both. Because those are both different forms that the Windwart has. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're okay. I'm because re- I was remembering it was around this point that we said we had to save for the Gaplant, but it was because I was like, and now we need to work backwards. And you were like, no, we do not. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So yes. Okay. All right. All right. The Fiver, the final thing. Uh, this uh, is a mobile armor that basically is a giant bib for any of these Gaplants to wear. I, you, it, other than like the uh, uh, advanced. Uh, Hryru, you can basically put any of the Gaplants in it. Um, it's a big bib. Uh, to actually describe it, um, so you have the Gaplant in the core, and the parts that are worn around the Gaplant is, it's basically set in, like, a poncho, almost, and, like, the, uh, backpack is plugged in, I think, and such, so it, it is sturdy in there. Um, the unit, though, starting with, like, where it connects to the Gaplant, you have two units on the shoulder that fold to the front and protect the uh, chest. Uh, you also have a large cone on the front, which I believe is for the MA mode. Like, yeah, it's it's like a nose cone, basically. Um, that also has like a mono-eye track on it. You can see the weird cross-shaped mono-eye track. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, on the back, you have what is just a giant like backpack unit strapped to this guy. Um you know, if you're looking at it from the back, it, there's it's basically just housing a bunch of thrusters uh, all over the place. Um, attached also into the uh, sides of this backpack unit are f- a total of four binders. Uh, you have the two ones on the front that are longer, mostly colored white. Um, they have, you know, little maneuvering thrusters all over them. And if you look at the top of them at the base, they actually have a bunch of those spread beam guns just all over. There's an array of five of them there. Mm, and I believe okay. they can um, move on that, like, you see how they're kind of in a track? I think they can, like, rotate to, like, aim outward. Gotcha. Um, then you have the two binders on the back, uh, which are just two long binders that have more thrusters on them. Um, the... Uh... Rest of the backpack in the middle, you have, like, a tail, basically. Like, so there's the base of the tail, which almost looks like a really chunky version of the Woundwort tail, which is funny, because I think this is before the Woundwort starts using it. But, you know, it's, like, a white piece. It even has, like, little bunny ears, almost. Uh, And then you've got, like, an array of five, like, weird red thrusters on the back of it, and then also some, like, yellow thrusters on the middle of it. Uh, And then this itself has another tail hanging below it. Um, that has some thrusters at the base and looks like it's mostly just, like, you know, probably just extra fuel stuff. Um, 
It is a special plant designed for supersonic penetration via ballistic trajectory ta tactics. Similar to an ICBM. Um, so basically, you launch this like a missile. Is what it, is essentially what you do. Is the, the, the ridiculous fiver unit here is launched like a missile towards the enemy. Uh, and follows a parabolic course in the upper atmosphere. Uh, you know, eventually descends on a base at high speeds and uh, fucks things up. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah, so... I like the MA form of this a lot better. It's, 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 it's mobile suit form looks a little dopey to me. Yeah, I, I assume the mobile suit form is not what you're primarily using. It's just uh, a, a, an option, but I assume... Given the way it's talked about here, you're using it in the MA mode. Even, like, when you see the art of it in action here. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh, I should note that those other binders on the back also have more of those. Uh, they also have five of those uh, spread bean guns. Uh, the reason these are important, the 20 spread bean guns, is... So, like I said, this is launched like an ICBM. Uh, which means you could probably try to intercept it, is the worry. That's why it has all these weird spread bean guns. It is basically... So that you can get rid of missiles. Uh, they do show a cool feature here in this little sketch where it actually shows it unfolding the binders in order to aim forward real fast with them, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, it has an eye field mounted in like the nose cone, so you can't just beam it down either. Uh, and yeah. Uh, and then once it gets there, it's it's you know a good one, but it's kind of just a mobile suit. I don't know. It's not a nuke. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, you're not allowed to use nukes. Um, yeah, so uh, the the beam, uh, the so all the various beam cannons actually have to have energy packs put in them. I think that's what those pieces are at the base of those uh of the binders there too, because mm -hmm. those aren't thrusters. I don't think. Uh, let me look at the MA mode. Actually, are those thrusters? It does mention that they need e separate e packs because most of the generator is actually being put towards the uh, I field because well, I field. Um. Also, apparently, there are normally protective covers over all these beam cannons, but they get blown off when they, uh, when it gets, you know, has to use them. Um, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Okay, each defensive binder, I'm sorry, each defensive binder contains one I feel generator and ten beam cannons. Wait, ten beam cannons? I only see five on each. Also, each one of these has an I no, 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 oh, I oh, think they're, they're calling a defensive binder yes. the whole, yeah. Yeah, because you can see the eye field generator is in the middle, but connecting the two. Yeah, because it's... Okay, I see. It's not in the nose, like I was thinking. Okay. Uh, yeah, I see. Uh, and I guess... Oh, those are like GPO-3 style eye fields. I should have noticed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Speaking of GPOs, why... The Titans should have built a... Like, AOZ should have a GPO-2 Titans version. They... They would have absolutely seen that design and wanted to do something with it. Oh, of course. And not like they didn't know those. about it, given the whole thing is that it's part of their conspiracy. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you remember how you mentioned the nuke thing, though? I do remember that. <laughs> um, look at the chest. Do me a favor and look at the chest. Do you see those two... Um, People are always telling me this. Those two tanks that are attached, like, they're easier to see in the M uh, M I do see MS that. mode. Yes. Um, I see, they have an interesting symbol on them in the art. Uh-huh. Uh, they can they can apparently be a couple different things there. Uh, you can load those with large caliber bombs. Uh, 
including nuclear, as we see there. There's also a version with a biochemical gas. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, that appears to be some sort of, like, noxious gas that you're gonna, yeah. Hmm. Yep. Hmm. So what this would do is fly over the base and drop those off, basically. Okay, now I understand the, okay, the concept I don't, like, I don't endorse this, but I understand your concept a little better. I wonder, I now I'm like, oh, this is why you needed to make sure this particular one gets in close. Also, okay. the weirdest thing of all, we've talked about it before. Hey, why did uh, Kenka Fujioka just randomly draw the fucking uh, Hapuli on the lower left? Who knows? But he did. Uh, apparently, it's actually because he based the uh, way that the uh, V-Fen goes on the uh, plant, uh, on the uh, way it goes on the uh, the Gundam Mark III Hapuli. Hmm. I think that's the Hopoli, or is that the Eagly? It's one of the two. Well, we only have Art of... RX-272. It would, it would be the Hopoli, because the Eagly is the... Um... Other one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Hopoli is the Titans one. Of course, this is using the old art of the Hopoli, rather than the new art as reference, because that other art that is on the wiki that you see is actually newer art. Mm-hmm. Um. Which, by the way, he should draw... The... He... Okay, he's our guy. AOZ, give us the other two. Yeah, yeah. Um, God... Uh, so yeah, uh, just what a ridiculous machine that is definitely made for war crimes. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so hang on. And also, those binders are also able to hold mobile suits if you want to deploy a squad. So the Eliard Hunter, right? Uh huh. The protagonist of AOZ. Yeah. He's a Titan's test team pilot. He's testing all these machines. Uh-huh. And then, at the very end of the war, he's like, wait, are the Titans bad? Bro, look at what you've been testing! Yeah. Now, to be <laughs> fair, I'm sure that they were told, oh, no, just make it to deliver bombs, and this is just the alternative showing, oh, yeah, you can also load it with biochemical or nuclear weapons. Rather <laughs> Don't worry, Eliard, we loaded bombs. it with presents. Well, you know, like, it could just be standard, like, bombs that you would th- drop on a base and kill a lot of people with that are not as war crimey. <laughs> Those aren't beam cannons, they're confetti cannons. Don't worry about it, Elliot. Look, look it's fine. Um, Listen, you're allowed to be a moron in, in Gundam. Yeah, it's permitted. That's fine. Um, yeah, yeah, so this is basically kind of like a first shot at doing the inlay and such, too, wherein it's, this is meant to be like uh, its own squad almost, right? Like its own it is able to do its own thing. Uh in a way that uh you know, mobile suits usually have to be deployed from a battleship or a base and they are in a squad and it's, you know, normally like more protracted combat. This is I can launch a mobile suit with bombs and a whole like, you know, a couple other mobile suits uh attached to the binder, and we can drop those bombs on a base, blow it up, and then sweep up everything with the you know, two mobile suits in this giant motherfucker that is flying around overhead mm-hmm. is kind of the idea. Um, sure, that all makes sense. Yeah. Ridiculous machine. Uh, and it, Like all AOZ things, it seems really silly, but you can kind of see what they were getting at with it, even if it's still ridiculous. Um, I, I, like, I, I, I like the fiber. <laughs> I think it's a fun little guy. It's alright, it's alright. I, 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 I like the MA mode a lot, specifically. I think the MA mode just looks like a really cool jet, basically, is the thing. It looks like a boss from an Ace Combat game, which is high praise. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, 
I think, like, oh, they actually show it, like, deploying with two other groups here, too, I think. Like, hey, what if we deployed it with an Icarus unit, which is, you know, the Flying Hazel, and the Dandelion, which is, like, the super fast land combat, like, hover, uh, hover Marasai, or Hyzak, yeah. Or is it, no, it's a Marasai, yeah. It's a Marasai, yeah, yeah, I got it. So that, so that way you have superiority over, you know, land and air with it. Like, it just as an example. Um, sure, sure. Which I, I, I get. Again, it's goofy, and it has to run off its own, like, specific logic of these machines all being made in this way. Um, But I... I it's the Sentinel problem, right? It's just the problem of this is a nerd... This is being made by a nerd who is thinking way too much about this stuff, uh, rather than, like... Like, rather than about necessarily a story, is thinking about... I, I think robots are cool, and I'm designing them for a setting that already has its story, you know? Mm-hmm, Yeah. Um, and it turns out when you do that, it is very easy to make ridiculous machines. Ridiculously cool machines. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Uh, I think that's all the complaints though, right? Or, well, were we going to use this to do, you mentioned a cleanup on, uh, what was it? I can't remember what it was now. Okay, let me look. I hope I wrote it down. If not, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, were we going to do, like, a cleanup on, like, one of the side things? That... Oh, were we going to do a cleanup on Echol du Ciel? Or something? Oh, no, that's just... That we'll do that when we do a cleanup. It's not going to be a special thing. Oh, okay, I didn't know if you wanted to add anything to this episode. That's all. Okay. Well, yeah, then... Yeah, no, then our huge talk about the uh, other Gaplant, uh Other now are, is basically done. Uh... Shorter episode, but it's funny that, I mean, it would have added an hour, not an hour, but it probably would have added, like, an extra 40 minutes to the last episode, so it was worth waiting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, as much as I sometimes enjoy the five-star run times, uh, it is sometimes better for everyone if we, uh, calm down a little, sometimes. Uh, alright, I have some art that the wiki doesn't have here, like, look, we've got just cutaways of the binders, and stuff like that. Um. Mm. Because I, because of course I have this art. Nothing. I don't think I'm like I was looking and see if there's anything groundbreaking at all in here, but not really. Uh, other than uh, a version of the Fiverr, which also equips two of those boosters from the Gaplant there. Do you see? It's got the the booster from uh-huh. the Gaplant, but it's got two of them. Kiki Fujioka really the line art just being like. I mean, I guess this would attach, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you need it to go ICBM speed, so... Oh, sorry, I think it actually... No, no, oh, I see. The top one has one of them ejected, okay. And then the bottom one is, like, showing them both on there. Okay, I Oh, see. so is it, like, a second stage thing? Is that the idea? Maybe it's a multi... It could be a multi-stage thing, yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to do that, the smart thing would be to... Hmm, it's tricky because they're not, like... You can't have one fire and then the other, because then you're going to have different... You're going to have, like, thrust on one side and a thrust on the other. It's going to mess things up. But then if you also, if you're like, well, it's okay, we'll just have them, like, fire at, like, a percentage, and then then you don't have... Hmm. That's a tricky problem. Uh, and then I also have this, the only other one I have, which just shows attaching all the parts. So it's not just the backpack that is being used as the plug for uh, the bi- parts. Uh, it turns out the shoulders of the uh, plant are also have a bunch of additional parts on them. I kind of love what it looks like, though, if you don't have any parts attached other than, like, the struts, because that just looks like a really buff plant in the upper left there. Mm-hmm. 
I also just like that this is you know this is this is what it look how long it takes for this guy to get dressed. Yeah, I mean that's that's ultimately the AOZ thing. It's just a bunch of fancy clothes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, all right. Humans, look at yourselves, just for a second. Look at what you wear. You wear cloth. You wear metal. You wear you know all sorts of. You could just be wearing robot parts. We could do that. Why don't you have a a beam cannon on your back? One day. Think about that. Think one about day, that. One day. I mean, one day it'll be possible, but you won't be allowed because it'll be a war crime. But look, who knows? Who knows what the future holds? <laughs> you know, fair enough. I'm just saying. Unfortunately, they're like, ah, we want to sacrifice someone to make a cyborg soldier um well i wouldn't do it for the u.s depends on who's asking it's me oh if you want to do it in your lab sure yeah no that'll go great okay all right i mean listen i'm you know (laughs) gonna make a joke here gotta do some quick parody but if i had a war crimes lab i definitely wouldn't be fighting for the united states (laughs) oh uh, I, don't hey. think it, I don't think very many people listening would. I would hope. My CIA guy would. What would? What's up, man? Oh. <laughs> I'm just, you know, the yeah, classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Dylan, all right, let's yeah. take up the close here. Yeah. Uh, all right. Six, where can people find you and your work online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at six detmar s-i-x-d-e-t-t-m-a-r you can also find me on blue sky at that same uh that same thing i say more th- you know I, I i would encourage you to go for blue sky instead of or, did i say i've been saying blue sky this whole time fuck blue sky i'm distracted i'm sorry i am on blue sky you can find me there i literally do not message there uh co-host that's what i mean yeah. i like co-host but also, scanmedia.com, patreon.com slash scanmedia. Hey, the big Patreon thing where people lost a bunch of a bunch of patrons because Patreon fucked up their back end, that hit us pretty hard. We would love it if you would consider that. Yeah. We'd love your help. Anyway, Dylan, what about you? Um you can find me on Twitter at co-host at uh uh Blue Sky everywhere. I Still mostly posting on Twitter, but I mean, who knows? I, I again, just also haven't been posting a lot in general anyway. So, uh, I, I did, I did go ham the other day. What was I posting? I, oh, right, because I downloaded Disaster Report Four, so I started posting some classics of Disaster Report Two the other day, like when the guy, the chef, is holding on to the rail, and your three options are reach out and pull him up, smile at him, or take his hat. <laughs> Right. Yeah, hold on here. Here's the screen cap. Um, it's amazing. There are other goofy choices in the game too, but uh, he's like, "Help! I can't hold on any longer." And you, have, these are your three options. <laughs> the smile is just fucked up. Yeah, no, yeah, like everyone laughs about take his hat, but honestly, smile at him is really messed up. Could you imagine, That's like, you're about to die, behavior. and <laughs> someone just looks down at you and is just like, "Hmm." Smile. <laughs> um, what else did I post? Oh, I did post some uh, Big Zamru and the Gigadzam because uh, 
I feel like they're both doing the same thing. One's way goofier than the other, but they are both, you know, one's the Moon Gundam unit and one's the AOZ uh, reboot unit. They're mm-hmm. they're both doing they're, they're what if a uh, big Zam was also a big row, um. And I posted some Siren mostly to remind myself I really want to finish playing through Siren one, but I'm a coward. Oh, and then there's also the Hyzak Hi, uh, Icarus unit. Did you see that yet? I think I did, but posted just you know. Yeah, I, it's from Advanced of Data sure Reboot. It's the uh, newest one. Let me pull it up. Here we go. Uh. It seems to be a weird replacement for the Vanergind because it doesn't mention the Vanergind at all. But it's definitely based on the Vanergind from uh one I of did those not ones. see this. So the weird thing about it is so you know there is that one AOZ side story that is like not actually headed up by the usual AOZ guy or Kenki Fujioka also only does a couple designs, but one of the designs he did do for it is the Hyzak Vanergen, which we talked about. It's the mm-hmm. really cool-looking Hyzak. This guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. This basically feels like him trying to, like, put that design, but in his normal AOZ, like, universe of work. So it's it's basically a chunkier version of it. Like, it almost feels like it would be a prototype of it. Because it's, you know... It, it's, yeah, it's too much. Yeah, it's, it's really cool, though. Um, it is. It is, I love the giant rifle it has, where it's like, if you look at the handle and everything, I think it's still a hazel rifle with a bunch of parts on it, but also it has an underslung Gundam Mark II bazooka, just the whole (laughs) hyper bazooka of the Mark II underslung. Yeah, I don't really see how it, I mean, like, I see how it holds this, I don't see how it balances this, unless it has, like, a subarm to hold underneath the bottom of the barrel to hold it up. Maybe, I don't know, We'll, we'll see if we get more art, um... I do like that it has extendable heels. This was an important feature it, it shows in the uh, upper left here. Uh, that it, When it's standing on the ground, you can extend the heel decently far out. This looks very cool. Um, I, it does look really cool. It's Again, it's basically the Vanergen, but like a bit clunkier, but in ways that make it look even cooler because it's clunkier. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like it quite a bit. Um, oh man, he's got ribbing on the cables. No, don't do this. You had it all figured out. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's actually really weird, considering he normally doesn't put that anywhere. Uh, the other thing that weirds me out, though, is the credit on this says Omeka 2011. Uh, it's, hold on, let me get the better zoom in. Uh, on the rifle, it says Omeka 2011. I wonder if this is, like, a design that he made for that that was not used. Hmm. Well, because here's the thing. AOZ... Uh, is it Trader to Destiny, I think? Uh, AOZ Trader to Destiny, yeah, was written in 2010 and uh, came out between 2010 and 2011. And this and the Vanergen was a design that Kenki Fujioka did for it. I wonder if this isn't new art. I wonder if this is old art that he, like, you know, is like, oh, well, they didn't want to use this design because maybe it was too clunky or whatever for the... Uh, for that, but I can use it here now. But I like it, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's just, the the fact that it has 2011 written on the barrel, and then also the story that has the Isaac Vanergen, specifically the sections with the Vanergen, I believe, came out in 2011, uh, feels like a weird coincidence, you know? Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I, I you know, it's just, a, it's a weird thing. But, anyway, uh... I uh cool I want to go over a few like news things before we before oh, we yeah. head out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um 
God, the seed movie looks so bad. Oh my god, right, we, I forgot, yes. Um, the seed movie, uh, what happened? Like, how how do you get How do you get movie budget and make it look worse than your show? Yes. Yeah, it looks literally worse in a way that, like, breaks my brain. Like, the- all the women have, like, these really defined lips in a way that looks really odd. And it's not just, like, lipstick, like I was thinking initially, because Kigali is clearly not wearing lipstick, but also has her lips drawn that way. Uh, let me find, like, that picture. Like, it's really odd. Like, like all the women just have very defined lips, uh, overall. Mm-hmm. Um. I think the new, like, just all the new stuff looks so bad. Um. Like, yeah, here. Like, she's clearly not wearing lipstick, I don't think, but she she still has, like, the weird mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just everyone, everyone's got some... Well, all the ladies have some degree of duck mouth. Um, How do Shin and and Moo look just as bad as they do in the show that they are from, but on a movie budget? And this isn't, like, just, like, a frame taken out of context. Like, all the frames of this movie look bad. How? How did they make something that somehow looks like it was made, like, a year after Sea Destiny? Um... It's insane. It's ridiculous. Uh, and then there's so Red Eye Kira and Laka saying we have to stop Kira, and I'm like, what? <laughs> it, are, it, I, I'm wondering if there is it going to be that Kira has gone too far somehow, or is it going to be that there are Kira clones? What 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 do we think? And neither, neither. Think it's either? all out of context. Oh, it's all out of context. Okay. Oh, is it just that he's trying too hard, and that yes. uh, Lacus is like, oh no, we have to stop him from trying too hard. Yes. Okay. Yes, of course. Of course. It's Kira. He's yeah. never been wrong about anything, and if you created a Kira, an evil Kira clone, he would st- instantly go good through the sheer force of how good a boy Kira is. It's so... It blows my mind how terrible it looked. Like, again, it looks like... Like, if you told me this came out a year after Seed, i go, oh yeah, okay, that, that looks like it. Because the animation... How did they manage to make it look like 2004-era Digipaint still? I would still go, what the fuck is wrong with their mouths? Even if this came out right after oh, Destiny, yeah, but I would it, still it be would like, be this is remarkably... It would be more understandable, though. Sure, sure. Like, because look at the coloring and everything. Uh-huh. It still has, like, that level of coloring. Fucking, this guy back here, I could just take this screen cap and go, yeah, I took a picture of a background from original Gundam Seed or Seed Destiny, and people would believe it. Like, we've advanced. We could do better-looking animation. What have you been doing for a decade? (laughs) Almost two decades now. Oh, I meant how long they've been working on the movie. Uh, The movie, I mean, they were talking about as early as 2005 wanting to do this movie. Really? Yes. Good God. And also, I have been, I I, I complain about this. It's like, I don't want to sound like I'm defensive of large companies. But, Kenki Fujioka's wine, or not Kenki Fujioka, I'm so sorry, Kenki Fujioka. Uh, (laughs) Uh, fucking, uh, why am I spacing on his name? What's the guy's name? The, uh... Fukuda? Fukuda, there we go. Uh, Fukuda's, uh, whining tweets about this on Twitter have made me very annoyed. Because he's been like, oh, look, they finally put voices and actual music from it in the preview. And he, he just, like, has said, like, all kinds of, like, weird, 
vaguely whiny things since the initial preview for the roadshow. Like, oh, I didn't even know that was happening. Ha ha ha. But like in a way that sounds like he's like annoyed about it. And I'm like, uh-huh. my guy, you could the movie is only being made because you let it get made. I'm pretty sure. Maybe. I don't know. Just it's just this I don't know. This guy's like, an asshole. Well, <laughs> like you know, like uh, apparently like they've been like uh, let me see. There, we had a whole talk about it in, uh, like, in the AM chat about this because we were just like, "What is?" Because of course, all of us were like, "What the fuck?" Um, because like, I, I was literally blindsided by how it looks. I thought it would have looked a little bit better than this. You know, like, here's the thing. I don't think Majestic Prince looks good either, but it's it's you know Hirai doing the character designs for that. It looks better than Seed. You know. Yeah, I, yeah, you're right. Like, uh, I'm trying to find it. Also, what did they do to Mei Rin? Did you see that? Like, her fucked up, weird, yeah. dying mom hair? Even though she should only be, theoretically, if this is two years later, like, 19? Yeah, it looks fucking bad. Um, okay, here we go. I was like... Oh, yeah. Also, I'm mad about this from the interview where he's like, I'll let you in on a secret. I'm considering this movie to be the series finale. I plan to Give, provide a proper resolution for each character and wrap everything up in my own way. And it's just like... What? Also, uh, he said the it's still a story about the characters line, and I'm like, was Seed ever a story about the characters? What characters? I mean, if you consider Kira and Athrin characters, then sure. They're not, though. I agree. Kira is literally like an embodiment of of, of of a shitty liberal ideology with no personality to himself whatsoever, especially like early on he has a little bit of one, which is, you know, him cucking his friend and all that, but it just gets thrown away. And I've seen people say this kind of thing. Like, where they're like, oh, actually, Seed is still about the characters and about mm, things that matter. No, no, it's not. I, I need someone to point it out to me, because apparently I'm too stupid to know it. Because <laughs> I have watched Seed and Seed Destiny. I'm not even hating it, like, in the fandom way, because here's the thing. I like reevaluating works. I like going, ah, maybe this thing wasn't so bad. But no, Seed in some ways is more insidious and worse than a lot of people give it credit for. I see more people whining about Seed hate than I see actual people, of like, hating on Seed in ways that have substance. Anyway, I get grumpy about this. I'm sorry. Uh, and I'm grumpy about uh, this whole uh, the fucking, oh, they're making me release this thing that I've been talking about on and off for 20 years and been like, yeah, well, well the scene movie's being worked on. I'm excited for it all, all the goddamn time and hanging the thread of it over my head and making it real. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I, uh... I am sorry. I am sorry if you are a seed fan and you listen to this. But, you know... Some people like to look at media works and go, well, it's all opinion and taste and subjectivity, but in some ways, if that is, if, if it is all in, uh, inherently only subjectivity, my brain goes, well, then why do critics exist? And why do, why does criticism exist? If, uh, if things cannot be boiled down into ways that are objective breakdowns on, hey, here's what this did artfully and not artfully, etc., I mean, I think the argument there is the reason critics exist is because people have different tastes, and the idea is that critics have taste that is 
like you find critics who feel similarly to how you you do and have smart are smart in ways that you tend to agree with and then you go or find insightful at least there are critics i follow who i tend to disagree with but the way in which i disagree with them is informative to me right that's fair i just think that seed is actually bad me like bad art <laughs> I, I mean, yeah i i, I don't it. even want to i like like i i am i'm being a little bit reductive because it is gundam seed we're talking about but i have seen too many people uh, in the past couple of weeks uh have like oh actually art is subjective and i think seed's really good and i'm like okay but there's no way you can explain that to me in a way that it won't make me mad <laughs> i think i think art is subjective i think you can't say something is absolutely good or bad, but at a certain point, this is pedantic and just jerking off, and realistically, some some stuff just fucking sucks. Like, and Gundam Seed fucking sucks. I just want to be mad about sucks. Gundam Seed. That's all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have um, like a I don't have a, a big uh, point that I'm getting to. I'm just mad about Seed, and this movie looking so terrible has me even more mad. It, I, I don't know if I would be more mad if it was bad looking or good looking is the problem, I guess. <laughs> I no, I would be delighted if it was good looking. Hey. I would be ecstatic. Hey. Uh do you ever think about how also it's not gonna help adding fuel to the fire on like weird cast rumors that Kigali has been recast and is the only character that is returning to have been recast? I don't know if you saw that. I mean I kinda buy the the like I don't buy all of them, but I kinda buy some of the casting rumors at this point. It's just funny that Kigali is the one character who's recast. Um, I don't think it's very funny, actually. <laughs> I think it's I mean, kind of fucked up. No, it is fucked up. Yeah, but you know what I mean. It's just. I, yeah, no, I, I get you. But it's like, yeah, no, I think. Uh, also, I'm sorry. I, I, I just saw uh, the Kigali Wikipedia page thing that someone was talking about earlier in one of the chats where they're like, publications for manga, anime, and other media have commented on Kigali's character, giving generally positive response. In a review by Mania Entertainment writer Kim Wolstenholm, uh, Kigali was described with praise as a strong female character rather than a wishy-washy character seen in other anime series. Maybe that was during the big boss arc that they wrote that. <laughs> There's a, like a three episode period where you could write that. Yeah, it's true. And then after that, oh, I'm I, this show makes me uncharacteristically mad, and I'm, I'm mad about it. Anyway, uh, I don't know if it's uncharacteristic. You are kind of an angry person, Dylan. Only at things that don't matter in people's actual lives. I don't think it's a problem, but you are pretty mad. Look, <laughs> because the things I am actually passionate and mad about that matter are things that I would be preaching to the choir to with my general friend group. <laughs> Sure. So sure. I have to play up being mad at other things, like the goofier things. See, it's funny you mention that, though, because then other people... See, I always apologize, because I'm always like, oh, no, I came off too aggressive in this response and stuff. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? Like, like, like whenever I get into arguments in, like, you know, I don't know, like, in the model chat or whatever. I mean, there's some things I can't say on the show. I will say some things off the air about other people in our circles and how mad they get and the ways in which they express that. Um, oh, I, I just think mean... you get very mad, but you're good at expressing it in ways that aren't, like, a problem. Oh, well, I guess that's fair, yeah. I just I just mean, like, I have gotten in, I have gotten in what I thought were heated arguments and apologized afterwards, and everyone's like, Dylan, why are you apologizing? What are you talking about? And I'm like, because I was rude. And then everyone's like, what? And I'm confused. I don't understand. Look, I have brain problems. I don't understand how people interact, okay? I, I, I do think there is a level, like, you know, I don't, 
know like specific interactions you're talking about right but like i think there is a tendency when things get heated that people get rude in a way that is just like it's an accepted part of the exchange right you can go too far with it i'm not saying you know when you're arguing with someone therefore be rude but it's like there is a level of brusqueness that is expected Mm -hmm. honestly i think the only time i've ever had a level of brusqueness uh hinting for our episode of gbo2 coming up or uh me joining you uh for some gbo2 stuff uh not episode but you know Mm -hmm. joining you for a gbo2 stream uh is uh saying that someone ha- ha- uh thinking that the uh GPO one is bad is a skill issue. I think that's like the rudest I've been probably recently, which is still funny to me. I mean, it is a skill issue. It is a skill issue. That's like one of the best suits in the, the, the after the they buff- after they buffed the... it. It's like one of the best like generals in the game. Like it's just a really good or at its cost. It is just a good general. It is solid at everything. They gave it Mark II Vulcans. The problem, which is not a problem, but it is what it is, is that the phrase skill issue has become a certain thing. It is literally definitionally a skill issue, but also skill issue is dismissive in a way that is harsh. In a way that I like. I think skill issue is a really I think funny it, I, phrase. I, I'm, I'm a fight game person. I use it for myself all the time, unfortunately. Sure. I will trip up the stairs and say skill issue. No, yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm self-detrimental in a way that saying skill issue is very fun for me. Um, I know good. that it is, yes, it is unfortunate that it has gotten to a point where, uh, you know, there are some people who are very rude about it to everyone and uh, probably use it in situations they shouldn't. But I did feel- have one other bit of Gundam news for us oh, yeah, to discuss. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Uh, the English release, well, a global release of UC Engage. Ugh. I mean, I, look, I like the units of UC Engage. I always thought the gameplay of it looked bad, though. Sure. I'm just happy because it'll be easier to get reference material. Um, that's fair. I do have some reference Uh, material. This is a thing I say all the time, but it's like, uh, the, the duality of man here is looking at this UC Engage, uh, art here, which is the announcement, and it has the, the boy Engage Gundam and the girl Engage Gundam, and it's like, it's like, I am fundamentally opposed to the way in which mecha artists, like, cartoonishly do gender. Also, I like how it looks every time. I mean, I, I think the... The quote-unquote male one looks worse. It's just boring. Yes, absolutely. The girl one with its huge skirt looks fantastic. I love it. Yeah, no. I mean, everyone likes that one. That's the one that got the model, <laughs> is the thing. It, it, but it is still, a you know, it is still oh, yeah, bad no, that they do this is how gender is done, but... Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, unfortunately, though, uh, whenever people design something that is meant to be a female mecha, they make it look really fucking cool. It's, they do. I mean, uh, you know, I brought up, uh, you know, one day we'll talk about Ecole du Ciel designs, because I don't think we talked about the, we, we've never talked about, like, the list, uh, the swan, right? Did we? I don't think so. Uh, it's less, I don't know how to pronounce French. Le, le P- post it, just post it. Le Chenu. Uh, this thing. Okay. Here. Uh, I was getting the article up. Because, of course, when I look up just Le Chenu, um, uh, I mean, it says right there how to pronounce it. It literally says on the page. Oh, Le Cine. Oh, that wasn't there before. Okay. That All was right. not there before, I don't think. Uh, Le Cine. Okay. I like the Le Cine. Uh, the Le Cine was also designed to be a Kunoichi, uh, specifically. Like a female ninja Gundam. Um, but 
It looks fucking sick. It looks really cool. Or uh, the last one would be that unused uh, Esperanza 2 from uh, from yeah. um, Gundam X. I will say, though, the Lacine here does uh-huh. not actually... It, like, it doesn't actually have this problem. I don't think it looks cartoonishly feminine. That's fair. I guess, like, it, it also depends on the person, right? Because, like, these designs are clearly, like, in a way, given who pilots them and stuff, are meant to be more feminine, but they're still very mecha-y. Like, right, I mean, they're, like, I don't think the idea of giving a mobile suit of feminine attributes is inherently problematic. I think the yeah. part where you're like, I gave it a skirt and breasts is like, that's problematic, even though it usually looks good. Here's the thing. If the male version didn't exist, it probably also wouldn't even, like, register in the same way. But the male version existing makes it so obvious, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. In a way that's like, uh, okay. Um. Alright, here, here's a question for you. One last thing at the end, then, while we're talking about it. Um, do you think the Woundward is a feminine form? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I've seen people... Me- th- th- this is, like, the one that always uh, trips people up, because... Some people do not feel that way, and some people do. And it's, like, one of those things are... I was just thinking about it. Sure. I think it's up to interpretation. I think that's fair. But, yeah. I mean, listen. The fingers, right? The the Titan test team, you can... There are some of them that I think look masculine, right? But, like, it's hard to overcome the painted fingernails. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Anyway... Alright, yeah, UC Engage is getting a global release, though. Uh, it looks like kind of a whatever gotcha game. I'm probably not going to play it. My favorite thing with yes, it is just will. looking up the- You'll give it up, but you'll play it. You fucking played the Breaker Mobile. That game sucks shit. The difference is I get to build my own things in Breaker Mobile. It's true. That Like, but- Breaker Mobile, for all that the gameplay sucked, here's the thing. I got to make my own mobile suit and color it. You don't get that in UC Engage. It's just, it's the same way I didn't download, like, any of the SD mobile games. At any point. Ooh. Hiccup. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but it'll it, it might make our job easier at times, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Uh alright. Anything else? Um no, you know, we're I guess I guess we're good. Um uh, <clears throat> Remember, in battle, surprised is another word for dead. I'm a true Dynasty Warrior Gundam. Or Gundam Dynasty... I fuck it up every time, because the title of the thing is who Dynasty was, Warrior Gundam, was... but it's true Gundam Dynasty Warrior. Who, whose quote was that? Yazan. Uh, okay, yeah. Peace.